0: If you will, as we start, please pray with me. Father, now, because I am unable without you, because we are unable without you, come now, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. May the words of my mouth, the meditations of all of our hearts, be wholly acceptable and guided by Thee, O oh Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. Uh, every Sunday, At the end of the sermon, we stand and say this. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I am one Lord Jesus Christ, his only son, the only begotten son of God. And I believe in the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, the Lord and giver of life. Every Sunday we stand and say the Nicene Creed. We proclaim our faith in that, and by doing so, we claim God's identity as Trinity, we, claim, we proclaim his identity as a community. Yes, God is a community unto himself. And so therefore, that's how he's made us. He's made us in our image, and because, in his image, and because of that, we are created for community. We are created for community, we are redeemed for community, and we are transformed in community. That's why we're here today. We're here today because of Trinity Sunday, but we're here today also because these two families bring Ryan and Lion, and in doing so, they have formed a community. It's no longer just, that, just a couple, now they are three. Now you see, God is a relationship, but every relationship is lived out in community. Relationship is two, but a community is three or more. And so that's why they come, that's why we come. At the same time, uh, we have to admit that we are created in God's image. God said he made them male and female. In his image, he made them. He sent us out of the world to be his image bearers, not just for our blessing, but because the world is needy. The needy world needed to know him as father, son, and spirit, as a community, as a relationship, as a family. That's how God came to be known. With that, we have to admit, don't we, that relationships are the hardest thing we do, aren't they? They're the hardest thing that we do. Uh, it's, just, it's just hard. Think about it from time immemorial. Adam relating to Eve. There was Jacob and his 12 sons. you remember them? Reuben, Simeon, Levi, Judah, Dan, Naphtali, Gad, Asher, Issachar, Zebulun, Joseph, and Benjamin. What a crowd. <laughs> they were not always happy together, if you remember little problem with with Joseph, they sold him into slavery, and on and on, so it's hard to do. Then there was Jesus and those 12 disciples, you know some of those stories, what about others, even famous Cleopatra, Mark Anthony, Napoleon and Josephine, Richard Borton and Elizabeth Taylor, I'm seeing who's old enough to remember them, okay, or Bill and Hillary, or maybe the most troublesome one these days is Bill Clinton and the Congress, All about community relationships all of them hard all of them hard because we are broken we live in a broken uh, uh, world and we are broken people and so therefore we have to have Jesus Christ it's impossible to live in community to live in a family without the tools and gifts of Jesus let me say it differently it is possible but you have to go to the dark side you have to use all kinds of things to maintain those relationships which are called gossip and guilt and fear and hate and avoidance and so forth or we live in Christian community which is how we find life how we find who we are who we find our source of identity that's one one of the reason that this day these two sets of proud parents bring their children these two sons to come to God and before you to make vows before God to ask for help doing that because it's too easy for families to divide it's the same way that when we, when, when, when husbands and wives get married The vows always begin this way in the name of God I take you because we know we can't do it on our own and so today they're going to promise that same thing they're not going to say it exactly that way but in the name of God we promise to bring this child up in the faith and life of of Jesus Christ so that vow made before God we have to admit though that because we are broken that there is something even darker than our own uh, need of community it's a primal need but that is our tendency to use people to meet our own needs. Today we know that as, as, as the way we are sinful people. And, and in that, though, we have to admit, the people that sometimes we've intentionally avoided because we've not been well with them. Let me tell you the story. You're pushing the shopping cart down to the Harris Teeter. You look down the aisle and you see someone, and you turn around and go there. Now, I know you've done it. Because I've done. Maybe I saw one of you. <laughs> I mean, this is what we do. That's what we do. I mean, when we're not well with each other, when we're not using those gifts and tools of Jesus Christ to make to reconcile with one another, we, are, we use avoidance, and, and then we have to admit that there's something and beside our primal need to be in community, there is something deep and dark in us, and that's our brokenness. And in the church, we call that sin. We call that the difficulty of those things. So, There are times that we've stopped pursuing friends because they're not meeting our needs or times that we just avoided and shamed other people. Our inherent selfishness is evidence of the sin in our life. But thankfully, we're redeemed for community. Jesus Christ himself, God who cannot be defeated, said, I'm going to send you a savior so that now you may once again be able to live in community. That you can do that because of the gifts that he gives us, the tools he gives us. We only recognize our sin, our brokenness, in community. It's what uh, what Isaiah was was prophesying about this morning, what he's proclaiming. Isaiah said this morning when he saw Jesus, he saw the the throne room of God high and lifted up. And then he said this, I said, woe is me, for I am lost, I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of people of unclean lips, for my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. My eyes have seen the King. And in that seeing, he recognized who he was. It's the same thing that happened to Job. Job, uh, when he saw only saw his, his brokenness, when he saw God. Um, St. Augustine had a wonderful commentary on the book of Genesis. Here's one of the things He said that I read this book 20 years ago and still remember it. He said, Adam only recognized that he was a man when he stood full in front of Eve. We only recognize who we are and what we are in community. The problem is, we can choose our own community, can't we? Some communities we might choose less sin, less problems. Oh, because anything goes. But as we choose the body of Christ, as we choose Christian community, but then we have begin to be transformed. And so we have to admit that we are that because of the fall, we live in a broken community. But in that, we are given the gifts of Jesus Christ. Today, in our culture, we have many virtu- virtual communities. Many virtual communities. Let me, if I may, let me call them counterfeit. We all use them, Facebook and Twitter and all those little apps. I'm not going to try to name them all. going on and on and on. And they can be useful. I mean, they, they can be a, a good thing. The same way the dynamite or nitroglycerin could have been, right? <laughs> At the same time, anything can be used for, for the difficulty. The problem comes, my brothers and sisters, when we try to reconcile using them. We try to fix a relationship with a text message. We try to fix a relationship with an emoji. I won't sing the emoji song, but I know it, okay? <laughs> that's the younger folks. You don't know emoji song. Okay, I'll teach you later. <laughs> uh, we try to do it with those impersonal apps because we too easily and quickly avoid intimacy. We avoid confrontation. But remember, with the gifts of our faith, that we savor the most sacred thing we've been given, and that's relationships, community family, the most sacred thing so we are, tra- we are redeemed for community, we're created for it we're redeemed for community, that by the gift, uh, in the same way that, um, that marriage is to represent Christ and the church so we are to represent that, that union of Jesus Christ and, and community, we are transformed in community, community is not intended to be easy have you recognized that? Christian community is not intended to be easy um, uh, the folks who do Bible studies with me recognize the answer when I say why did God make Adam and Eve so different? Why did he make them so different? The reason is so that Adam could learn to love someone who was not like him because God's not like us. God's holy and we're not. And so that's the purpose of Christian community. You have thrown in with a lot of people who are very different than you. Do you remember who was at that, that first day of Pentecost? They weren't all just alike. There were Parthians and Medes and Elamites and people from Mesopotamia and Judea, Cappadocia, Pontus, Asia, Phrygia, Pamphylia, and on and on and on. They were amazingly different because now they shared this one spirit, the helper, the spirit of the living God. They had one thing in common and they all began to proclaim the mighty works of God. That's who we had to be. The Christian community, proclaiming the mighty works of God. So this was not unity because they were alike. This was unity and diversity. And in that, we are formed in community, transformed in community. We are made better people in the difficulties of trying to live together, in the difficulties of those relationships. So we're transformed in families and friendships, in life groups, in Bible studies, in fellowship. Chapter 1 of First John, John's first epistle Here's what he says. It's a most amazing invitation. John, writing his first letter, says, That which we have seen and heard, we proclaim to you, so that you too may have fellowship with us. And indeed, our fellowship is with the Father and His Son, Jesus Christ. We are writing these things so that our joy may be complete. We share these things, that these things which we have seen, heard, touched, and feel, so that you may have fellowship with us. And our shallow fellowship is with the Father and the Son by the power of the Holy Spirit. That's why we share the gospel. That's why we come and bring these babies for baptism today. That's why we do it. So we are transformed by relationships and community. We are transformed for missions. The last thing that Isaiah said, after he recognized himself, he'd been cleansed, he says this. God spoke out and said, who will go? And he said, here I am, send me. Well, we're sending them today. We're gonna send Lion and Ryan. We're gonna send them out with their mom and dad. Now they're just infants, you say. But yes, but because of the prayers said of them today and the vows made for them, they go into this world prepared because they have the greatest gift, the Holy Spirit. And we pray that will continue. So, brothers and sisters, for to finish it here, let me shock you now. Are you ready? Trinity is the only way. Christmas is not enough. Nativity is not enough. Easter is not enough. Crucifixion and resurrection is not enough. Pentecost is not enough. The Holy Spirit is not enough. Only the fullness of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, God with you, God for you on your behalf, and God in you, that's enough. God with you, God for you, and God in you. That's enough. Live to his glory. Find life in community. It's a struggle, but it's always worth the cost. Remember, it cost him the life of his son. In whose name we pray. Amen. Amen. Now we're going to remain seated, and we're going to sing. I sing a song of the saints of God.